So, Evan, are you liking how disjointed this is? <laughs> it sounds pretty polished compared to this, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody gets to see the hours of me fixing all these jokers stuff. <laughs> God, now I feel underdressed without a cowboy hat. <laughs> I got another one right here I'd let you use, but it's a little farther away. There's, uh, there there's one cowboy hat on the show, and you're feeling underdressed? <laughs> <laughs> Have you I'm guys watched sure. that unbranded? You not should yet. watch it. It is pretty good. I'm not now even sure. Talking. Hang on. I'm wait till he gets his ears <laughs> back on. So, Elmer, I'm not even sure that you could count that as a cowboy hat. <laughs> oh, I never said cowboy. That's one of a... those Colorado hats. Um, so you were saying we're just going to cut the intro short because we... Well, what do you guys think? Since there's so many of us, I think if we each give a little chime in it's going to get long it doesn't matter though how much time do you have true evan do you have to study for any finals no i'm I'm free all night don't tell them that i would just <laughs> go with they're all b all of them no c's the better choice they know they know no, they, they lean don't. on c so now it's... they're going to b i just oh, you're talking study. about multiple choice yeah yeah well, i'm just talking about oh, i thought grade. we were talking about grades yeah c or oh. better <laughs> That was my mind. <laughs> We're talking about multiple choice. <laughs> I just heard a study where C still holds to be the most common. See, that's what they want you to believe, Jason. <laughs> right, right before finals week. Well, listen, the best thing is just to know the damn answer. But... True. That doesn't hurt. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. It doesn't hurt, but be careful what you're asking for. <laughs> You can either be a wildlife biologist or you can be a really good test taker. <laughs> I was an adequate test taker. Not oh, a... I don't believe that. I'm sure you were freaking nailing it. You're just book. You're smart like that. He I was not a, a good studier, but I was an adequate test taker. I don't believe you. I think you got a pretty dang high IQ. I don't think you need to study. I think that's exactly uh, right. You I think did my, with Ron, this guy. Ron listened to this stuff and read the book and knew it. Yep. He's a, no, he's, that's not he just place. wants you to think differently so he can get away with some of his like dumb stuff that he does. <laughs> my, my antics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started before we go down another rabbit hole. Are we ready? We're already recording, right? Yeah, I started it. Okay. Yeah, this is all going in the show. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Wild and Exposed Podcast. We've got a really full boat again tonight. Uh, myself, Ron Hayes, coming to you from Wyoming. Michael Morrow, coming to you from Colorado. Jason Loftus, sunny Utah. He's back home in. It's Utah. actually not sunny. Yeah, it's yeah, snowing it's really good here. Blizzardy here. I might, I might see Jason this weekend. I'm hoping to. So we'll we'll both be occupying the same space. Drew Hamilton, with again, I got to give the nod to the Loftus filter. But I do like that, uh, you know, I really like that rendition of Sound of Silence by Disturbed. And, and it, you know, takes me right back into that video. I, I shelled out 1995 for Jason's uh, Lightroom presets. So you too can look <laughs> like this on your next Zoom call. <laughs> Brandon, Jamie Day, coming to us from Denver. Colorado, sunny Colorado, and tonight's guest is Evan Watts. As you can see, well, I don't know if you can see. 
looks like Evan's coming to us from a dorm room somewhere. Is that in correct? Bozeman, Montana? Yep. So Evan, uh, Evan and I Before met. Before you get down that oh. Evan road, is it snowing? <laughs> and you were all worried about a blizzard and getting cut off from this podcast. It's, is it that bad? Up it's crazy. The it, no, the snow didn't materialize. We only got about eight inches, but it's blowing like crazy. So I was worried about the wind cutting my the wind and the blowing snow cutting my satellite feed off, but it is uh, seems to be going just fine. Does anybody have a clear night? Well, because no. there's a meteor shower, right? Yeah, like I'm yeah. thinking after after we get done with the podcast, I, I'm gonna I might go set up a time lapse or something. Yeah, is it clear up there? I don't know. I gotta go out and look. I guess I can check the webcam. <laughs> Throw it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron, did Carolina call you? Carolina, come on, Doug. Yeah, no, Doug. he did, did it. Did you send that to him? I told him to call you because he has to drive from wherever he's at Cody or wherever down to Denver tomorrow. Oh no, he didn't, but he probably wants to, cause tomorrow's supposed to be the worst of it. The worst as in snow or wind, uh, snow, yes. the, the bad snow is supposed to come tonight <laughs> yes. and the wind's supposed to be 50 miles an hour and it's really powdery snow. So there's going to be some serious drift issues, but I'll, uh, I'll send him a text and tell him we're on and I'll call him after you better tell the story behind Carolina. I think you did once on the podcast I did, already. Yeah. When he got All stuck. Right. People can go look at yeah. the old ones. Go look at the <laughs> old one and see. One. Actually, I do have a video of it. So we can Ooh. throw that in the show notes. <laughs> He'll be super happy. <laughs> so, so continue on. Sorry I interrupt you. Okay. Back to Evan Watts. Evan and I met in a, a drainage bottom in northwest wyoming we were both well i came from a different direction evan was already on the moose i knew there was moose down in the bottom and when i i came down the creek from uh from the south or actually the east end of that and we just kind of ended up running into each other and shot together one evening if you look back you can see a, a video that evan did on his reels of a couple of young bulls sparring and uh, it turned out to be a really good night. They were, they were bedded for a long time, but that's where I met Evan. And then we ended up uh, together again the, the following morning. And then Evan had to shoot back up to school and I had to shoot home. So we had to part ways, but I'm sure we'll shoot again together. Evan, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate you taking the time out of finals week. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm um, excited to chat with you guys for a little bit. Is it actually finals week this week? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. I'd kind of blocked that out, I guess. But... <laughs> well, you better get get into those te tests you got to take. <laughs> <laughs> We've just derailed his whole college career by asking him on his podcast. <laughs> Well, not, I mean, so, it's only one semester. You can spare one. Yeah. How many finals do you have this week? Uh, I've got two on Thursday. Um, that's all I've got. And then I'm done. I graduate after that. So. Oh, what nice. classes? Um, early American history and um, uh, organism biology. Is it true that by the time you're a senior, you know how to be a student and you'll ace these tests no problem? 
I would say that's mostly true. <laughs> by the time you're in my experience, by the time you're a senior, you have a job as a lab assistant and sometimes you just happen to come across the test. <laughs> <laughs> and that ties right into our trivia. <laughs> <laughs> explains a lot there Rob. i'm just kidding that never never happened more than once <laughs> <laughs> so what are you getting your degree in you're going to graduate in the middle of the year and then what's the degree in and then what are you going to do with it it's a degree in wildlife biology and um at this current moment i'm not actually doing anything with it uh i'm going down um on friday to jackson and i'm going to be working at the uh, togany mountain lodge which is just out the moran entrance of uh Grand Teton National Park, and I'll be doing that until March. Um, so I just kind of, I wanted to be able to stay here this winter, but they don't offer a lot of biology-related jobs in the winter, or at least not as many as summer. Um, so I just decided to go with that. They provide housing and everything, so I'll be able to do that until March and figure out what I'm going to do after that. So Do you get a free ski pass? We do not, unfortunately. <laughs> going to have to shell out the money for that one. <laughs> so what's the work entail i mean do you have to work five days a week or do you get a flexible schedule where you can go out and shoot yeah it'll be five days a week two days off um you know so i get off at three so some evenings i may be able to to get out there and shoot really quick but it gets dark early this time of year i'm really um not sure um but definitely on my days off i'll be able to go shoot so just take the night shift yeah that's true and, and then can i can shoot, shoot every morning, morning. yeah yeah <laughs> So now that you're uh, you're almost officially a biologist here, have you found uh, through your studies that your your field time with photography has has helped out with your studies, or have your studies helped out with your wildlife photography? Definitely, uh, definitely, both both ways have helped, and I would say more so. Honestly, my studies have helped out with photography simply because I know so much about ecosystems, how ecosystems function, and about specific species that we're studying in class, talking about in class. Um, that has then helped me when I'm out looking for those species in the field and, um, you know, out looking for wildlife. Um, so I would say definitely the two have, have benefited each other, um, in that way. I think you'll find that behavior wise, you're going to, you'll get a lot more education just out there with the camera than you did in the classroom, of course, but definitely that, that is, uh, I think that's something that we all experience in a, in a piece of it that we all enjoy and appreciate, but yeah, like you say, the the ecology portion of it is nice. It gives you a little bit of background, especially, you know, like doing what Drew's doing right now. The ecology and being able to speak to the ecology of the specific area and the specific species that you're you're uh, viewing, it, it makes you a lot better guide. I think the more right. knowledge you can impart, the better off you're going to be. So, so you're not guiding per se, but you are taking folks on a little bit of a trip and you've been doing this for a while with your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, I mean, you would kind of consider it a startup, but you've been at it for what, a couple of years. I think I, you had your top 10, 2020 top 10 images and then 2021 top 10 images. And I'm just, I'm taking a shot in the dark here. I think your 2022 top 10 images are going to knock those two out of the park because yeah, I've seen definitely. a couple that you've gotten. <laughs> so kind of tell us about what led you to go the YouTube route. Um, I've always liked YouTube. Um, it's just as a kid, I would watch YouTube all the time. 
And uh, I always liked the idea of, of making YouTube videos. Um, and so I, when I started it out, um, it was more just I was going to make like educational wildlife videos. Um, but then the more the videos that I made, the more I found that I also kind of liked putting a photography spin on it, showing the photos that I captured as well. So within the first few months that I started the channel, I kind of transitioned from it being like an, an educational wildlife video channel to centered around wildlife photography and going out in the field and capturing photos. And uh, I just love the process of, of making a YouTube video and telling a story with that. And I like, like one of my favorite things when I always watch like nature doc documentaries as a kid was uh, sometimes they'll have those short behind the scenes sections where you actually see the cameraman and what they were out doing. And those were always my favorite parts. And so I wanted to kind of do the same sort of thing on my YouTube channel where it's, it shows me out in the field looking for these animals and, and the process behind that and then shows actually capturing the photos and how those came out. Um, so that's really what led me to do YouTube. It's just the desire to create those, those videos as opposed to just doing the photos. I love taking photos as well, obviously, but I really like putting together the, the full story with YouTube videos. What do you use to shoot the videos or, you know, just to put the whole video together? So you got your still set up and a video set up or are you using the same thing? So I've got my still set up and then I film all of like the, the, you know, shots of me shooting or in the car or whatever, all that's just shot on my iPhone. Um, the only footage that isn't shot on my iPhone is, um, the stuff that's, you know, actually through the telephoto lens of the animal or, you know, the photos that I take, everything else is shot on the iPhone. Um, so yeah, I have the two separate setups and use both of those as, as I, you know, progress through the video. So. So how hard was it to figure that out? Or did you have some training to figure out the editing and that sort of thing? Uh, that I had, that, that was a difficult process to figure out as well. Um, I watched a lot of YouTube videos on how to, how to use iMovie and uh, just started out very basic. The first few videos, the editing is just not great at all. Um, and then you get better and better as you go. And um, eventually got to the point where I feel like I have a, a decent handle on iMovie and I'm able to edit the videos in that. Um, so that was all just a process of trial and error and watching YouTube videos about how to do that. So, yeah. So this is, you've, you've done all of that in, in iMovie and your iPhone and like this, that all just kind of blows my mind. I've been, I spent the last hour just watching your videos here and just the, the production value that it sounds like you're rolling with a pretty light portable kit that you can still uh, pull stuff off of this quality. It's pretty amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was uh Definitely, sometimes it takes a little more work when you're not working with the best of the best, you know, uh, video setup camera or whatever else, but you can still make it work. Um, and so that's just what I've been using. And until I can hopefully eventually get a budget to invest in some of that other stuff, I'll continue to use that. It's been working well to this point. So, Well, is it hard to save up money when you're giving away all these free trips on your YouTube channel? <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely, well, the budget uh, on prizes here. <laughs> right. So you've got what? 7.4 thousand subscribers. So you're making what? $700,000 a year. Uh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but these prizes though, like, so at a thousand, I'm waiting for 9,999. <laughs> it's not the next one, Ron. Hey, shh. System. <laughs> You you want to be the ticket on top when he draws so uh, nine thousand when he reaches ten thousand what are you giving away uh, a trip to Alaska I'm going to take someone to Alaska oh dang so to photograph bears um, I, I'm not exactly sure where yet I'm still looking at different locations 
Um, okay. But we're going to go to Alaska to photograph bears. So, and I want you all to make sure you listen to that whole thing and you thought it thought it through. He said he's going to take someone to Alaska. Never said a thing about bringing them home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's half your price right there. <laughs> the prize is a one way trip. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that happened to me. I stayed for twenty years. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a real yeah, thing. Yeah. True. true story. Evan might stay. He seems like the kind yeah. of guy that who would just show up, uh, never yeah. leave. That's it's so very possible. Stories start that way. <laughs> so for a thousand, you gave away the Yellowstone trip, then Alaska, and then I'm like, well, if he makes it to a million, like I've been reading a lot about this space travel. Stuff that's been that's been in the news lately. So I'm I'm holding out for that million, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You could photograph the Grand Prismatic, um, from space. That is, uh, what's that? Two hundred thousand? Yeah, yeah. That'll be two hundred thousand. Go to space. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm, be you heard it here first. For. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we can get you there quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you grow up, Evan? Did you grow up in the Mountain West or did you come from somewhere else? Or uh, No, I grew up in Kentucky um, and um, my parents have always loved coming out West. So we would, when we were younger, they would bring me and my brother out in the camper and we'd stay for a week or two um, and, you know, Rocky Mountain National Park, Yellowstone uh, Glacier, places like that. And uh, so that's really where my passion for the West and the wildlife of the West grew from. Just those trips coming out here and seeing the scenery and the wildlife and everything just blew me away. So have you been to Alaska yet or have you? I'm not. So you're going to take a, a, a subscriber up there and you guys are going to have an f- absolute blast. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. They're going to have first timers luck the whole time. Both of them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They could go to like some stream in Anchorage and probably see all the bears they want to see with first timers luck. And then, <laughs> and then have a lynx fall out of a tree on top of a bear's back. <laughs> And a wolverine following a, a wolf, like I showed you guys, or I sent you guys that clip with that badger. Badger and, that coyote. and the uh, coyote, yeah. Yeah. Evan, what drew you to pick up a camera then? Is that something that started off when you were younger as well, or is that? Um, yeah, I've, I've always liked taking photos and, and, and working with a camera. Um, and when we would go out west, I would always, you know, take photos on my iPhone and get the best that I could on that. Um, but where wildlife really began, and this is kind of funny because He's a friend of the podcast. Um, you guys know Doug Gardner. Mm-hmm. His Wild Photo Adventure series, um, he has one of the episodes on YouTube. He has a few of the episodes on YouTube. And I saw the episode where they were in Wyoming in the Tetons photographing grizzly bears. And I had planned this trip to go to Yellowstone later in uh, just a few months after I found that video. Um, and I stumbled across this and watched it and was like, wow, this would be really cool. Um and so then I was already looking at buying a camera for YouTube. Um, so then I was like, well, I'm going to get one to, to try to take better photos on as well. Um, and so I, I discovered that video, was really blown away by that. I uh, thought it was really cool that people can make a career on this. And then uh, on Instagram, I stumbled across Isaac Spitz, um, Isaac Spots from Jackson. I stumbled across his account and uh, he's my age. I'm just teasing. Sorry. <laughs> well, isn't he from out there too? Somewhere like Kentucky he's, or he's Tennessee? Florida. Florida. Oh, Florida. Yep. But I did stumbled across his account and seeing that someone else that was my age was also out there and able to take these incredible photos was another huge inspiration. And I was like, okay, I'm going to really um, 
try to pursue this. And then uh, on that trip to Yellowstone that summer, um, I got this photo of this wolf that was like the dream shot that I had wanted from that trip. And that feeling of like, you, you got the shot. That was the first time I'd ever felt that. And I've kind of just been addicted ever since then. Did you send that shot to Brandon? Yeah. I don't <laughs> believe I did, but I can't. Okay. Yeah. If you yeah, would, I'll send that too. Good. Shooting pictures and getting those shots is just like panning for gold, right? You just want to get that next one every time. I mean, you want to, you're happy when you get the one, but then you want to get the next one and then you want to get the next one and then you want to get the next. Right. It's never ending. You just keep wanting to, to get better and better and better. And then you start looking at Instagram and you want to get the one that the other guy got. Right. And then you want to get the one that that other guy got. And then <laughs> we all want to get the ones Jason gets. Oh, that's why here we go. That's why I'm going with him this weekend. No. <laughs> Sorry, Jason, I cut you off. No, I was just wondering if, uh, if I, as I ew. back that up, were you worried? If Isaac was an inspiration to you, have you had a chance to meet him yet? I have, um, at a bear gym this spring in the Tetons. Um, I met him and we chatted briefly. It wasn't for long. Um, and then the bear came out. So our conversation ended there because everybody started shooting. Um, but yeah, I have met him briefly once. How many, there's quite a few, you younger, younger people out there. Have you met a lot of people your age or do you feel like you're an anomaly? Um, I've met a good, a, a good number. Honestly, I would say, you know, 10 to 15% of the people you see at the wildlife jams out here are under 25. Um, and then you, you have a different range of ages above that. But I'm surprised by the number of people that are more around my age that are, you know, trying to live out here and, and take photos. It's definitely been, I guess, kind of a, a more popular thing in recent years to come to this area for that. I think and that's something that we, we want to uh, kind of target is those young guns, so to speak, guys like you that are just coming up. And because I think, you know, we all talk about this. Uh, one of the bigger problems with our, not not just nation, but our planet is people being out of touch with nature and with wildlife and with, with the ecology that you were talking about earlier, really knowing what that's all about. And to have guys that are passionate about being out there, not just passionate about getting the images, but passionate about being out there. That's exciting for us. So we want to that's, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on and talk about some of this stuff, because it, it is exciting to see the younger or the, not the younger, you guys aren't children anymore. The next generation, I should say, coming up and kind of taking over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can say younger. He was almost, he almost said older people. I, <laughs> he held he? back, but he almost, oh yeah. At the, at the jams, you know, That'll everybody's. That'll be the end of it, this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of your dream spots to go to besides Alaska? Are you looking, I mean, be, you're in a good, good place right now. You're in a really good place to get all kinds of cool stuff. But beyond that, what are you looking at? Um, I would really like to go, obviously, to Africa. Everyone wants to go to Africa someday. Um, Africa, um, I would like to go to either Svalbard or Churchill to get polar bears. Um, I would really love to go to the Great Bear Rainforest, get the spirit bear. Um, and I also would really like to go to India um, for tigers um, because I feel like not a lot of people go over there. And, you know, you see tons of people going to Africa for those safaris or Alaska and those places. But um, I don't see as many pictures of some of the Indian wildlife, tigers and 
and sloth bears and different stuff like this um, out there. So I'd love to go over there as well and get some photos of some of those animals. And wild axis deer. Yeah. That's yeah. The wild axis deer are plentiful over there and they're in this uh, occupied the same areas. There's, there's so much. I even was watching, um, they weren't in Patagonia, but they were, I think they were in Brazil, a video just this week and they were photographing the tapir. They look like a elephant that just had their snout chopped off, you know, a, a mammal kind of mid-sized mammal, but they're really interesting looking. And, and, uh, I think it would make a unique photo opportunity if they were in the right spot for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much to, to think about with wildlife. The list could be never ending because just when you think you've conquered, you know, the antlered animals, then you go after all the predators. And then when you get all that conquered, then you've got birds, which you never can conquer. And then you've got macro, which is probably if you add up all those other families that I just talked about, the insects are more biodiversity in the insect population than there is in everything else combined probably several times over. Well, and you skipped your favorite, Ron. What? I said birds. Underwater. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you're the underwater dude. That. Okay. The Wyoming boy. You that keep saying that, but I've never, I've never done it. I think. I know. It blows me away because you know everything about it, but you haven't been there yet. I think next month I'm going to check one off the box, but I'm not going to say anything about it until I get down to it off the box until it's been checked. And I return with the images because we're going to Florida, but and Florida is another spot that I think a, a guy like you, you'd go crazy down there. Yeah. Florida as well. And another place for sure. Yeah. The migratory birds down there in Florida. And you just mentioned Patagonia. That's another place that's high on my list because of the the pumas that people get down there are just insane photos. Um, so yeah, all over the world, really. Well, yeah, you got to talk about Australia and then you got to talk about Antarctica. Right, right, yeah. It just never ends. I yeah. found a spot where I could go get a platypus pretty reliably. I didn't know that was high on your list. It's not. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. I just, I found the spot, but it's not. That's what I was going to say. It's It's not near the top. I can do that when I'm old. Hopefully, <laughs> if you I ever better, get old, I you, don't know. You, you better hurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good thing you said it, and Evan didn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you've had, I mean, you've grown up in the outdoors pretty much. What is your favorite ever outdoor experience? Hmm. This is part of finals week right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's hard. I would say, um, I went when I was younger, I was in Boy Scouts and, uh, I don't know, some of you may be familiar with this. Some of you may not. There's this, uh, backpacking camp called Philmont Scout Ranch and you go there, it's in uh, the Southern Rockies and you backpack for two weeks and, um, they kind of, you have designated camps to get to each night. They provide your food and all that, but it's just this like two week backpacking expedition in the Rockies. And, uh, I did that twice while I was in Boy Scouts and that was just an amazing experience. Definitely, uh, one of the best experiences of my life. Um, so I would say that's high up there. And then besides that, the, the past two summers I've spent in Yellowstone, I uh, have just been amazing. Um, I've been the, the time of my life out there, N not really any specific, um, you know, 
day or anything while I was there, but just the whole experience has been amazing to be in the park and be able to watch it change from, you know, spring to summer all the way through fall um, has been really special and really, really fun. Um, so yeah, overall, just th those backpacking trips in the last two summers as a whole have been amazing experiences. And I've been able to witness some really cool stuff with wildlife um, in regards to that. That's what I was going to say. You said nothing specific with those Yellowstone trips, but there has to be some standout moments, right? Yeah, no, there definitely are. Um, so I, I would say the standout moments have been, uh, I witnessed an active and successful wolf kill um, this May, which was very cool. Um, there were seven wolves that took out a bull elk. And um, here's the video of that you can find on my YouTube channel. Um, so this was, this was really far out. This is shot on the R5 in 8K and then cropped way in. Um, but it was still just amazing to witness this. Um, and then later in the year, I witnessed another wolf hunt that was a lot closer up, but was unsuccessful. And, um, then I witnessed a bear hunt this spring as well, where a black bear caught an elk, uh, an elk calf. Did you get that on film also? I did. That is in a different video. Um, it's, I can't remember the title bears, badgers, bison, and more, I think is the title of the video. Um, but that's in, in that. And that literally happened like 15 yards from my vehicle. Like we, we pulled in because we saw the bear there and, um, we're just going to try to get some photos of the bear. And then before we know it, this bear like rears up and slams down with its paws and we just hear this squealing and it pulls out an elk calf and takes off over the hill. And I mean, it was literally right there, 15 yards away from us. Craziest thing ever. So you're getting a degree in wildlife biology, but have you ever considered going back and just focusing like on a master's program for wildlife filmmaking? I've thought about it. Um, I, the more that I have been out in the field shooting, the more that I felt like, you know what, maybe I would rather be a photographer than a biologist. And uh, so I, I definitely thought about that. And uh, I'm considering in the spring or, or, you know, at some point in the future, looking for some, some photo guiding jobs. Um, I had an offer from a guy in Jackson um, that we've talked some about it, but not a ton. Um, actually, I think he's been on the podcast, Jake Davis mm -hmm. revealed in nature. Yeah. Yep. Um, I talked to him some about working for him and a few different people. So I've thought about that as well, uh, going into more of a career based on wildlife photography as opposed to biology, because honestly, I, I enjoy the photography and getting out there and witnessing the behavior and capturing it uh, even more than I enjoy the biology, really. It's, it's you'll, you'll get no get. disagreement here. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an easy trap to get sucked into. It's, or it's not a trap. It's an easy sidetrack, right. I should say. Well, I know a lot of you guys started out as biologists, right? And then yeah, now you're doing the photography instead. And now here we are getting paid nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to point out I was not a biologist. I was a technician. Okay. Te oh, a wildlife technician. Wildlife technicians are the ones I, in the field. That just means uh -huh. you do the work, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't have I to write the paper. didn't even have an office chair. <laughs> Well, it's cool that you were able to figure it out as early as you did too. Cause back in my day, I didn't figure it out till I was out of college. I wasn't even exposed to the fact that you could actually make a living doing photos or video or anything like that. Just it's cool that you, you figured it out now and then you can pursue it. And the cool thing about photography is you don't necessarily have to go get a degree. You just have to work in it. Yeah. I've never, everything I've learned about photography has been, you know, through YouTube videos or, or listening to the podcast or 
uh, different stuff like that. I've never taken any classes or anything for it. So it's definitely one of those things that if you put in the work, you can learn outside of, you know, going to school for it. Do you have any mentors up there that you work with or that you share your stuff with on a regular basis just to get some feedback? Are you using YouTube and Instagram and that sort of thing? Uh, I have a few friends that are around my age that I, you know, we'll, we'll bounce photos back and forth and, and, you know, bounce information about where wildlife is and stuff like that. But I would say no, no real mentors in particular, uh, just using YouTube and, and resources like that. Like you said, it's hard to know too. I mean, cause it was stills, stills used to be so much more, I, I guess, I don't even know how to say, it. I mean, you would publish them in magazines. So it was, you know, you had to have a certain picture that would work for a certain magazine and you can make money doing it. You can still do that. You just don't make as much money as you used to. And so now it's moved more into the video, but back then it was really important to have someone that was actually publishing pictures, look at your stuff and just tear you down and, and, you know, squash you like a bug and say, you know, that's not good enough or you just got to keep doing that. Or do you ever think about this? Or I think it's really important to have that, but also we didn't have Instagram or, YouTube and all that stuff that you could basically do your own research and basically use YouTube as a mentor. Yeah. You, you want that person that's going to say, did you ever think about a career in music? <laughs> <laughs> Brutally yeah. honest. And I would, I would say though, if you get the chance to work with Jake, you're going to have an opportunity to learn a ton. Yeah. He, Jake is he has some an incredible unique skills. Yeah. Well that, and He's got some really unique skills as it, you know, when it comes to setting up the camera traps, that kind of thing. He is, uh, I mean, he's the guy that the guys go to. Right. He sought after some of that stuff. Yeah. 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 I would definitely love to learn from him because he his some of his work. Oh, all of his work is just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. And like mm-hmm. you said, he knows some skills about camera trapping and like I watched some of the stuff he did for uh, America, the beautiful, like the mountain lions and the grand Canyon and all that. That's just amazing yeah and that wasn't even the most the most impressive one was the he talked about on the podcast was the squirrel middens and then the he was after bear footage but he ended up getting all these long-eared owls i mean on one and that shot made the show too so he has he has quite a bit that's on there yeah and some of it was happy accidents but a lot of it was you know he's very intentional, very well planned out, thought out, that kind of thing. Well, and I think uh, go, working with someone like that that's spent, I mean, how, how many years has he spent out in the woods just trying to figure out the camera traps and figuring that out? And if you could go work for someone like that and cut, let's just say it was 10 years, you probably cut 10 years down to two years just by having a mentor that can, you know, cut some of that time and solve some of the problems, some of the hiccups, and you just start out of the gate with so much more information. Right. He's already all the mistakes that a beginner might make and all that. He's already figured all that out been through all that. Um, so yeah, that, that would definitely help yep. in terms of you would cut down the time that it would take you to learn that so much. Yeah. It's been a constant theme since I've been part of the podcast is the whole idea of a mentor. And I, even for me, it was a big deal in my photography career, if you want to call it that, right. It was you know, those people that were brutally honest and willing to give you that feedback, that hard feedback that, you know, yeah, you know, that was close, but you know, this, 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 and, you know, try again, kid, you know, so, um, but you know, uh, so I guess my, my feedback would be, I don't think Michael's, I don't think Michael's just asking the question to plant the seed. 
think he's recommending I would find one, <laughs> you know, especially while you're young and early on your career, you know, cause it'll help you a ton. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, and especially if you go down the filmmaking road, I mean, there's just so many things to figure out <clears throat> and working with someone like Jake, he can do that stuff too. I mean, long lens and camera trap and all that jazz, but there's so many people up there where you're at that the opportunities are probably endless. You just got to search them out. <clears throat> and most right. of these people are totally willing to help someone that's just wanting, you know, as long as you're willing to put in the time and you, they, you could show that you have that desire and anybody's going to help you out. And you obviously have that with just doing the YouTube channel you're doing. Right. Yeah. That definitely something that I would, am going to look into in the future is uh, looking for that feedback, looking for that criticism, constructive crit criticism and, and someone to learn more from and advance further. And especially like you said, with the filmmaking, uh, I, I honestly enjoy shooting video of wildlife as much as stills. So that's something I could definitely see myself pursuing at some point in the future more regular money in that i would right. say <laughs> so but, youtube right now is you know the the thing everybody's doing youtube channels and you've got you've got your channel you're doing photo tutorials but what what are your what beyond what's the next thing beyond youtube like i you know cuz all these all this technology changes so fast like what like right now youtube what's what's the next big thing that uh you're going to be working on beyond the YouTube channel. And we're asking you cause we're all way too old. to Yeah, know. exactly. You're, could you mentor <laughs> us a little bit here? Um, I, could you show me how to turn my phone on? Yeah. <laughs> no, but YouTube, YouTube. And then like, what's, what's going to be the next, next big thing in, in, in social media like this. To be honest, I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, TikTok is, is definitely the way to go viral right now. But there's not money in TikTok like there is in YouTube. You'll make so much more on YouTube than you'll ever make on TikTok. Um, at least in my opinion right now, YouTube is the very best uh, social media platform if you're looking to grow a business and, and make money on it and stuff. And for me, my thought has always been if I can, you know, progress far enough on YouTube and, and grow a big enough following that, you know, I've got people that would like to come out for photo tours and, and you know, they've seen that I've, I'm able to go out in the field and I know where to find these animals in Yellowstone and the Tetons that maybe through my YouTube channel, I can start selling photo tours to subscribers and that brings in even more revenue. Um, so that's always been my thought is uh, YouTube is the way to build the audience for me. And then um, from there can, can build out some of the other parts of the business, such as photo tours or, or selling prints or whatever it may be um, that, that would come next. Or all of the above. Or, yeah. Or, or all of those. Yeah. <laughs> All of those combined. Well, and, and on YouTube, you get the ad revenue as well, which is something you don't get on Instagram or TikTok or any of that. Yeah. And I think all those have a, a lifespan, right? I mean, I asked Sean James of um, My Self-Reliance that question like three or four years ago because I was like, what's beyond YouTube? And he couldn't answer it. He's like, and I said, what else are you doing? Because you can't have all your eggs in one basket. And he's like, I got all my eggs in one basket. I'm just going to go with this. And that was what two or three or four years ago. And I don't know what he's up to now, a couple million subscribers. And, you know, I'm sure he's doing really, really well and probably set for the forever now, but it's so hard to, you know, you want to put all this effort into it, but I do think anybody that spent time in YouTube and dedicated their time to it, 
you know, there's other people making money on TikTok. There's other people making money on Reels. There are other people making money on Facebook. But all of those kind of plateau and then they just die. Whereas I think YouTube just, you know, as long as you're producing good content and you can get more subscribers and get those uh, view minutes, I think you'll you'll be where you want to be. Right. But it doesn't answer Drew's question because I don't know that answer either. I was hoping you did. <laughs> no, I, I, to be honest, I have no clue either. I mean, to me, YouTube is the best option to me right now. And I don't know what's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, it's hard. It is. So where do you, where do you put your time in the very near future? Is it just YouTube then? Because you're going to, yeah. you're going to graduate here in a few days, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be done in two days. Yeah. So yeah, YouTube is, is my main focus right now. Um, I just, I think there's a lot of potential there. You see a lot of people who have grown insane businesses out of that. And, um, I, I, that's where I've been putting most of my time and where I'd like to continue to, at least in terms of social media, where I'll definitely be putting the most of my time. I don't, I focus some on Instagram and TikTok and stuff, but, um, YouTube is definitely where I focus the most. And, uh, that's what the plan is to continue doing. So so how much time do you spend on YouTube right now with the class schedule and just doing all that? Do you try to say, I'm going to dedicate 10 hours a week or do you, is there a formula or you just do what you have to do? I just do what I have to do. And sometimes that means, you know, 10 hours a week. Sometimes that means 30 hours a week. It really depends on, on what I'm putting out and what I'm trying to get done that, that week for YouTube. Um, and it also depends on the video. Some videos take much more editing than other ones do. So are you excited that you're not going to have to worry about school as much, although you're going to go right into a job. So it's not like you're going to be like all this free time on your hands. You, but I would think it would be a little bit more. You have a little bit more freedom to know that you can spend more time working on YouTube because you don't have to go home and study at night or you don't have to do all this stuff for classes. You can actually now dedicate that time to producing content. Yes, it, that's definitely something I'm very excited about. Um, I think over the past year, since really the start of 2022, I've really had senioritis and I've been ready to, to be done with college and be able to focus on YouTube and, and, you know, another career beyond college and all of that. I'm definitely excited for that to be done and, and be able to, like you said, I'll still have work, but it won't be like, you know, I get done with classes and then I've got to go study or I've got to do homework. I'll have free time after work, um, that I can hopefully focus on, uh, the YouTube stuff. I think Ron hit the hit nail on the head, though. See if you can work that swing shift. <laughs> yeah. Go out yeah. and shoot every morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> At least true. for the, the winter that. and into the spring. But, yeah. Is right. there such a thing in your job? Do you have the ability to do that or no? I believe there's a morning shift and a night shift. Um, I'll have to check when I get there. But that, that could be a possibility. So, yeah, I'll have to look into that for sure. It also keeps you out of trouble. Just Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that may have happened too at some point. <laughs> oh, it, it definitely happened. <laughs> I just had Nothing. something that was probably prolific, but it's gone. Speaking of senioritis. <laughs> different, different kind of seniors there, Ron. Different, different kind. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what he was talking about. <laughs> so, so Evan, real quick, while he's remembering his uh, epiphany, um, 
What what kind of camera gear are you shooting? We never got into that. Are you, what where do you landed that on right now? I know the iPhone's one, but what's the other what's the other setup? Uh, yeah, so I shoot all my photos um, with a Canon R5 and a 500 f4 EF lens. Um, so some beginner equipment then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, been definitely very interesting to figure out how to afford all of that in the midst of being in college, but. Um, I sold basically everything I owned and, and saved money and was able to get it together. I actually just got the lens this spring. So, so yeah, I shoot on that. And uh, I want, I also have a 100 to 400 as well. Uh, the EF lens um, that I use sometimes whenever I need to get those more zoomed out environmental shots and stuff like that. So using a tripod. Yeah, I am. Uh, it's uh, an Oben. I can't even remember. It's, it's an Oben AT and then a bunch of numbers after it. Um, tripod with gimbal head. Um, it, it was a pretty cheap tripod. That's something I definitely would like to invest more in in the future. Um, but it works for, for now at least. I know a guy that's got a Cartoni HD, Focus HD. Yeah. I was going to sell it to Brandon, but you know, if you want it first, you can, it's yours. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to be in touch about that, Ron. <laughs> Give it to yourself for a graduation present. That's my suggestion. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so Evan, are you just, are your bags all packed? You're ready to take these finals and just hit the road. Look at his yes. walls, man. He's got nothing on there. It's done. I took, I had some photos hanging up. I took those down. I've got like the truck halfway packed. I've got all I need. Like I've got my toiletries here. My camera gear. I just got to grab this stuff and get out the door at this point. <laughs> oh man, you yeah, you're you definitely have senioritis at this point, especially when you're yeah. going someplace as exciting as uh, as Grand Teton there. So, what is the place that you're working at? Because I just assumed it was like a lodge or something like that. What what is it that you'll be doing down there? Uh, it's a Togedy Mountain Lodge, and it's uh, up on Togedy Pass. It's a snowmobile lodge. Uh, they do a little bit of like cross country skiing and dog sledding and stuff out of it as well, but mainly snowmobiling. And uh, I'll just be at the front desk of the lodge. Nice. Well, so, come say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If you come through, stop in and say hi, I'll be there. I'm sure you've got discounts for us too, right? If we want to get around. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so is it that type? I, I'm not even familiar with the place. Is that, is it a type of place where you could just spend the night? You just call up and stay at the lodge and then you wouldn't have to go snowmobiling or is it, big is it small what is that uh it's i think there's 80 rooms and then they have some cabins as well um so it's it's a decent size lodge it's two stories um and i think you could call up and stay the night but it would be very expensive it's it's a pretty expensive lodge um they've got like a restaurant and everything inside so it's more meant for people to come and like stay for a week and and you know snowmobile and eat in the restaurant and all that kind of stuff is that one of those things where you can take those snowmobiles and ride through Yellowstone or is that a complete, I'm just so clueless when it comes to that stuff. Is that how that works? Like you could rent a snowmobile and then ride through Yellowstone or no? No, this is different. This would be in a Bridger Teton National Forest. Oh, so it's all in the National Forest. Yeah, yeah. All, all the trails they have are in the forest. It's the one um, from Moran to Du Bois. Yeah, I must have driven that last year when I came back from Alaska and I went over and I ended up in Du Bois. So that had to be yeah, that you did. pass right there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So there's got to be a lot of wildlife there too, right? Not in the winter. Isn't that a spot where there was a lot of bears this last year or the last couple of years or something? There's bears on that pass that they yep. get oh, bear jams for. Yeah, there's been a lot of um, issues up there. Sal with two cubs, it's just always along the roadside. 
and since it's not NPS, then there's the question of who manages those bears, you know? Yeah. Two years ago, there was a national forest. There was the national park. There was the highway patrol. There was the sheriff. (laughs) They were all up there at different points trying to decide who was supposed to be managing that. So, yeah, I mean, it's clear who manages the wildlife, but managing that whole scenario with, the amount of traffic they were getting up there, that that was definitely a group effort. So we've covered this on the podcast before, but with your YouTube channel, and if you're in the National Park producing content, do you have to have a permit because you're producing content, or does it fall under that whole thing these days where you don't have to have a permit if you're a small crew? How does that work? So from what I understand, it, it's kind of gone back and forth. It seems like that law has been like in the air, and there were like – you know, it was in court for some time and stuff. Um, but from what I understand, because I don't have a crew and I'm not causing significant impact on on the park, I'm fine without any sort of permit. Because honestly, all I'm setting up is, you know, a little tiny tripod that my iPhone's on and then my tripod with uh, my, my camera and lens. So it's honestly not any impact or any different impact than most photographers would have out in the park. Um, so I haven't had any need for a permit to this point probably less than some of the photographers. Honestly, yeah, yeah, probably less than a lot (laughs) of photographers. So Evan, I got a quick question. Sorry, go ahead, Ron. Oh, I was just going to say, I've had two tripods set up before. There's a badger den scenario that was just awesome. And I had one run a video and one for stills just so I could move back and forth. Cause normally I wouldn't have my, my stills camera on a tripod, but it was just, it just made it easier to get back and forth and, transition but yes mike and and my wingspan is not that wide so it was a problem (laughs) go ahead jason i was just gonna ask Evan when he when you met ron how did that go down did you know who ron was from the podcast did you recognize his voice like everybody else does yes i heard so i i hadn't seen him yet i heard his voice behind me and i'm like that sounds familiar i turned around and there's ron standing in the creek bed and i'm like oh my gosh i was over and introduced myself and yeah yeah it was a whisper i was being quiet because because i kind of came up on somebody else's scenario so oh but yeah we did just it's funny Spending time with Ron in the field, we get he gets that a lot. He gets the hey, I recognize that voice. (laughs) Hey, dude, you got a face for podcasting, but I recognize your voice. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Face for radio, baby. (laughs) You need to put that on a t-shirt. Or speaking of t-shirts, at least I do. Yeah. Oh yeah, check that Got one the, out. It, nice. the pin shirt. Do you have one of those yet, Evan? I do not. I guess I need to get one. Yep, you better jump on the <laughs> jump on the store and get a hit the pin shirt. Yeah. So what's your next piece of gear? If you're gonna move more toward the video, I mean, is that something <sighs> that you've given some thought to or is that are you happy with what you're where you're at right now? I have given some thought to it. I would really like to get a video camera. Um, just, uh, to up the quality a little bit from that iPhone camera. Um, the iPhone really, it does great. You know, iPhones these days, the quality on those cameras is amazing. Um, but I still think that, you know, an actual dedicated video camera with a a lens, a zoom lens on it, I could, you know, shoot at different focal lengths, 
um, would, would be better. So I think that's probably my next upgrade. Pretty happy with the setup that I have for photography. Um, the 500 and the R5 are great together, um, but I would like to get a video camera. And also a tripod is another thing, uh, a better tripod because mine is um, not the best, definitely. But do you handhold your stuff for stills or do you actually shoot a lot off the tripod? Uh, I usually handhold for stills. Um, if it's if, you know dark, getting dark, and I'm trying to use a lower shutter speed, I'll put it on the tripod. But usually I handhold for stills. Um, but for video stuff, um, which I do a lot of for the YouTube channel, I try to get a lot of video clips to put in there. Um, the tripod is always necessary. So you definitely should go with the tripod just to get a video head on that thing so you could have smoother moves, I guess. Transitions. Yeah, yeah, I would really like to get a video head. I'll say it again, but I don't <laughs> I mean, I don't think I need to. <laughs> I was waiting for that. The question, the Drew question was is, looking is it, at me. Is, is it in the, is it in a, just, I had a college budget. That's the question. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it's in a, oh, pretty much. It's in a college graduates budget. That's going to be, that's going to be working. It's, <laughs> it's definitely not going to break the bank, but yeah. I mean, no Good pressure, Evan, but if I don't get it in your hands by next week, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send your, I'll send your family my number and they can look at it uh, for Christmas. So. Okay. That? Yeah. That sounds good. I'll text my mom after the podcast. Hey, you're going to be in a, a text from this guy. <laughs> don't he's be freaked a, out. He's a weirdy. <laughs> But so who do you, do you shoot typically shoot by yourself? Generally? Yes. Um, or do you have some people that you like to get out with? Yeah. Yeah. I'll get, I, I'll get out with people. Sometimes I have some friends, um, from Wisconsin that they always come for about two to three weeks in the spring and fall. And we shoot together that whole time. Um, and then I don't know if you guys follow, uh, Julia cook, she's from Cody. Um, we shoot together sometimes out in the park. Um, and she, she knows the park really well. And, um, and then I have some friends also that I work at the general store, um, at Canyon in the summers that I'll go out and shoot with as well. So, um, I would say it's about 50, 50, about 50% of the time I'm out shooting with people and 50% of the time I'm on my own. Okay. So I have a question about this. All of you young guys, they're working at Canyon. Well, at any place in the park. So I'm sure there, you're not the only photographer, right? I know, but Honestly, there's only a handful. There's not many. Okay. So that's a good thing. So how often do you guys trade shifts due to photo opportunities? Can you, Honestly, can you never. just do that on the fly? Oh, you got We really can't. You have to fill out a form to be able to trade you, shifts. So it's You probably should start filling some of those forms out right now just because <laughs> you don't know when those opportunities are going to come up. Listen, uh, let me get my backpack. I've got the form here. We're ready to go. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've had times. I've had times where, like, we knew where a carcass was at out in the park, and I've told my friends, "Hey, text me if something gets on that, and uh, you know, I might catch a little cough at work or you know something like that because I'm going to need to get out of there." <laughs> Positive COVID test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think I think it may have COVID. Can I uh, please leave early? <laughs> oh. Show up the next morning. Oh, oh, I was wrong. False alarm. Sorry. Right. <laughs> So I think you must have glossed over something or you're working on insider information. So Canyon means what? Are you working for the park at that? Is that, that's a different job than what we were talking about, right? 
Yes, yes. So the past two summers, I've worked uh, at the general store in uh, Canyon Village in the center of the park. Um, so that's how I've been able to be out here through the whole summer um, because they provide housing and food um, as long as you work 40 hours a week. So I worked four days um, and, you know, in the summer, it's bright enough. You can always go out in the evening and morning and shoot. And then um, obviously then you have three days off and I would go down to the Tetons or wherever and, and spend those three days. So are you talking about the gas station on the corner or the actual general store that's at the... Uh, the actual general store. Like when you pull into oh. the, the big parking lot there, you have the visitor center, the lodge, yep. and then the general store. Yeah, I work in the gotcha. general store. So Very cool. Some yeah. good opportunities right there certain times of the year. But we won't talk about specifics until we're off the air, but yeah, I'm sure you're well aware of those. Yes, yeah. <laughs> He's probably more aware than we are. I guarantee guarantee it. Yeah. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) There's some good stuff to be found there. That's for sure. (laughs) Yep. That area of the park, really the whole stretch from Canyon all the way down to Fishing Bridge is is pretty underrated to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually people go into Lamar to shoot and Lamar is great, but that this, the Hayden Valley area, Fishing Bridge is all really, really great, great area as well. And even on east towards Sylvan, it's all it's all good stuff. There's a lot of good right, stuff yeah. over there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when they open up that road right early on in the spring, that's one of my favorite places to try to be. When they right after mm-hmm. they open it up, mm-hmm. it's a really good really good area. It is. So where do you where do you get your gear, Evan? Uh, I've bought all of my gear either used or from B and H. Okay, well, we're precision gonna... camera. Wrong answer. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to help you out with that. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. I get all of my gear from precision camera. <laughs> no, but they do have a great selection of used gear as well. They have, and especially with all this new technology that's coming out. So let's just say you're a college graduate and you do have a limited budget, but you want to get set up best you can. Precision can hook you up with used gear of all different varieties. And they've, they had, uh, Brandon and I were looking at their used cinema gear while we were down in Austin. They've got every, almost every lens you can imagine. In fact, Jason and I were looking at some lenses and they had some, these kind of off the wall, oddball type lenses that we were looking at and they had them in stock. So you can pick them up quite a bit cheaper, but they also inspect them. So if you're if you're looking for used gear that's it's inspected, it's tested and and ready to go and it's rated uh very accurately, probably a little bit conservatively. If they say it's excellent plus, it's definitely excellent plus. Plus they've got everything new you could ever imagine. So precision does have everything a photographer needs and coming soon. They're going to have something special. We're not going to announce that yet, but coming very soon. Um, and they've been doing it a long have... time. How how long have they been in Since, business there, Ron? I believe it was around 1976, wasn't it? <laughs> or 82. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have nope. to watch that trivia you don't, episode again. You yeah. don't know. You're the one that came up with that question. It is. That's 76. why I wrote it down, so I don't have to remember it. <laughs> Yeah, they have been at it a long time. And actually, Mike's friend, uh, Mike's friend, Mike Luxembourg, moved from Colorado down to um, Texas to kind of 
he moved down there just to be a salesman and now he's, he's kind of running it for him, but they've got, uh, they've got everything a photographer needs and you're going to get a lot, uh, a lot better customer service than what you would get or a lot more personalized customer service than what you get from a larger company. Well, that was the best thing. That's why I became friends with Mike is because I would stop in a, there was a, it's so funny. There's all these mics. So there's Mike, me, then there's Mike Luxembourg, the salesperson I used to work with. And he worked at Mike's camera here in Colorado. <clears throat> and I used to stop in there and I just, I'd only buy stuff from Mike, which then that just, he used to stop by my house. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but he would stop by my house and clean my sensors for me before I knew how to do it correctly. And then when he moved to Austin, I just stayed with him. I just, rather than going to Mike's here, I would just go down to, or I'd just call him on the phone and he would just send me whatever I needed. So having that person that you can go to that if you just have a question or you just really want to make sure you're getting the right, you know, if you're buying something used online, it's like, yeah, you want to have somebody you can trust that says, yeah, this is a good, good piece of a gear. So they have that coupon. If you do decide to go get something or the wild and exposed code, which is 50 off of 500. So 50 OFF 500 in the coupon code portion of the web page or the checkout page, and you'll get 50 off of 500. Yep. That you can then spend the extra. I, I mean, come on, really? Who's not going to spend the extra 50? It's free money. Right, right. on a tripod. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we all know. You can upgrade. We all know I'm not leaving that on the table. <laughs> yeah, Precision's a, a great store. So I uh, also, Brandon, you had something else you were going to talk about, I think. What was I going to talk about? I don't know. When we started talking about precision, you were shaking your head. I was <laughs> going to say precision probably has a tripod too. Yeah, they do. But Ron's is probably better. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Excellent. Plus. <laughs> it's, I know, I know it's a heavier duty video tripod than what they have. I do is know that e? for a fact. E minus E plus. It's probably G for good. <laughs> <laughs> or is it G for great? It is E for experienced. <laughs> <laughs> and C for cheap. So there's that. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Evan, Thanks for taking the time out of finals week. And uh, it was certainly a pleasure to meet you in the field. And I look forward to the next time as well. And we kind of glossed over it, but I can't wait to see this uh, second wolf hunt video that, that uh, you experienced because you said it was quite a bit closer, but that's the one you're kind of working on licensing before you put it out there. I think, right? Yes. That's the plan. Yeah. Um, so hopefully going to get that one licensed and then, um, I'll have to get the YouTube video together. So it'll probably be a little while before that one comes out, but make sure you let us know. And we'll put links. If you would, uh, let everybody know where to find you like on Instagram and YouTube, your YouTube channel. And then we'll also put those links in the show notes. Uh, but go ahead with awesome. your Instagram handle. Yeah. Yeah. So my Instagram handle is, uh, Watts W A T T S wildlife photo, all one word. And then my YouTube is just Watts Wildlife. And uh, I'm also on Facebook and TikTok under uh, Watts Wildlife Photo as well. And so the 10,000 subscriber is going to Alaska with you? 
well, one of the first 10,000. It will not I'm be the 10,000th person. It'll be, I will select, basically what I'll do is I'll release a video that's going to be titled, I'm taking a subscriber on an Alaskan vacation. And you'll click on that. I'll explain the process for entry and what it'll be. You'll comment on that. And if you're a subscriber and you've commented on that, then I'll count that as your entry. And then I'll go have like a random comment picker on uh, the internet that I'll go into that video and pick a random comment. And that person is who I'll take. But if your comments on top, it improves your chances. <laughs> yeah. So you got to be the first one. Last yeah. One. I'm not still working the, the angles. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure Ron understands what random means. But. <laughs> I'm pretty sure random does not mean what you think it means. <laughs> it's not random. You just got to work the algorithm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ron sits up at night working out the algorithm. I mean, you might just want to block Ron. Just block him now. <laughs> <laughs> just block him. <laughs> I'm going whether you invite me or not. So we'll just see you there. <laughs> well, look, you know money talks. So if you throw in a little cash oh, there as well, then, then maybe. There it is. Oh, see? Now, now you're talking. Yeah. Spoken now like you're speaking a, Ron's language. Spoken like a true college boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will take any money you want to give me. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to another episode of Wild and Exposed. We'll have more young guns to come. And uh, can't wait to get it back out in the field and, and meet some more of you, please don't hesitate to say hello. Uh, when we are out there, if you see any of us in the field, we'll probably have something for you. Can't guarantee cause I've been running out lately, but I need, I need to get the bags loaded back up, but uh, we'll probably have some well and exposed swag that we can pass on, but please say hello. And uh, we appreciate every one of you tuning in. You've been listening to the Wild and Exposed podcast. If you haven't yet, please give us a rating and a review. And make sure you're subscribed so that you'll get every episode we produce as soon as we drop it. And as always, thanks for tuning in. We're gonna make it someday. Nothing's gonna get in our way.